exciting episode of the local lingual podcast my name is christopher collins your host with the most a man with a microphone the podcast game tony soprano thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to listen to this episode this episode being recorded on november 6th 2022 i want to give a shout out first off to our previous guest second episode of the teacher's lounge Lacey Holocker just absolutely crushed it what an interview I was inspired I was talking to all my colleagues the, uh, the day after recording that episode encouraging them to listen to it and I gotta say the feedback I've been getting on the teacher's lounge episodes they're I got more planned. That's all I can say. I got a heck of a lot more planned. There's a bunch of different aspects of education I want to get insight into. And just, there's just, there's so much coming down the pipeline. I'm excited for it. I think you should be excited for it too. But as far as you, thank you. Thank you for taking time to listen to this episode. Thank you for taking time to go back and look at the catalog if you're willing to look at the catalog because we have come so far. Like I'm looking right now at a brand new mixer that I invested in. So hopefully this episode sounds crisp. It sounds clean. Like I'm headed in a professional direction as far as sound goes. But as far as content, that is yet to be determined. But it is a solo cast today. It is just I, your host, uh, walking you through some different stories that I found that I've collected over the past few weeks, over the past month. And just things that I, I want to comment on. I want to get your take as well. So feel free to hit me up um, on Instagram, hit me up on Facebook, email me at localinguapod at gmail.com. And if you feel like you have a story worth telling that's relatable to the good old Rio Grande Valley, please, by all means, do not hesitate to reach out and I'll get you on this episode. And guess what? We might even be able to do an in-person pod if my sickness, if my illness allows me to. Um, So yeah, let's talk about that. (sighs) I did not want to take as long of a break as I did, but unfortunately, I've talked about him before. My my two-year-old son, his immune system is just like, it's a dartboard and like, these kids are just throwing darts at that dartboard and he's collecting all these viruses and illnesses as if they're trophies, as if they're ribbons. Uh, (laughs) But he is okay. Fortunately, he is okay. It's just every week, every two weeks, there seems to be something new. It's driving my wife and I mad, but you know what? He's fine. We're fine. And we just, we keep pushing through because as newer parents, I'm not going to say we're new parents, but as newer parents, we've realized that's the best thing you can do is you can push through. So uh, as far as this weekend goes, uh, we celebrated my wife's birthday. So 
happy birthday, babe. Um, thank you for listening to this. Or Let's be honest, she's probably not listening to it. That was a lot of fun being able to spend time with my in-laws, being able to eat amazing food. My son cried the entire day, so that was the gift that he decided to get her, but I was able to pick up my wife um, a few pairs of sneakers. And so, in sneaker-related news, I... Hold for hold for suspense, hold for suspense. I actually bought my wife her first pair of Jordans. I'm super excited about it. She has ended up really coming around to the idea of wearing Jordans. Um, she's worn nothing but these shoes since I've gotten her. They're a pair of Jordan 1 Lowe's. And she's just absolutely in love with them. And I have fallen deeper in love with my wife because of the fact that she enjoys Jordan one lows. So, you know, just kind of geeking, geeking out about that. But let's get into some news stories that I've gathered over the past month or so. At the time, these were super topical, I promise. Now they're going to seem like random news. So we'll call this segment random news or something, some jazz like that. But when it comes down to customer service, we know that not all heroes wear capes. So out of Okaloosa, Florida, that's where our first story comes from. Um, it takes place at my favorite fast food establishment, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is a staple in my life. Um, at my <laughs> at, at my worst time, I was indulging in a little bit too much Chick-fil-A. But my wife and I hold a platinum reward status until the end of 2023. Do I know what platinum reward means? Uh, it just means that we've spent way too much cash at Chick-fil-A. It means that we up we uh, we reload our Chick-fil-A app way too often. They act like it's some like really special tier, but honestly, we haven't really seen any of the benefits. You know, we spend X amount of dollars, we get a free sandwich. But as far as what happened at this location in Okaloosa County, Florida, you have this man who tried to break into this woman's car and was semi-successful as he's breaking into the vehicle. A Chick-fil-A employee, and good God, I will vouch for all Chick-fil-A employees from here on out as if I didn't before, but he grabs the man, he subdues the man, and he basically holds him until holds him in place until the police are able to come and and rescue him. So the the video is absolutely insane. I highly encourage you to check out the story because it's you know, this woman is, is with her child and she's obviously just minding her own business in the drive through and this man tries to knock on her on her window and then he, you know, enters the car. He is able to, you know, get into the car. Uh, and then you have, you know, the, the Chick-fil-A attendant outside of the drive through taking orders, you know, in order to, to expedite those um, those meals in order to expedite that customer service. He comes in, he subdues the man, he grabs the man and you know, he holds him until the police are able to are able to get there to the to the scene and it's just it it blows my mind because I I've held a job in customer service and never did I ever have to have to you know obviously intervene in a situation like that but it really makes you think what you would do in that situation obviously we would we would choose to do the right thing but would we be prepared and this Chick-fil-A employee was prepared, so we absolutely salute him. Um, I've tried to find his name. I'm, I haven't been able to find his name, but he is definitely the Banff of the episode. If you don't know what Banff is, you can absolutely go and look that up. But it's just an incredible story. It makes me respect Chick-fil-A all the more uh, because they they have that customer, sort of, customer service that is like borderline creepy, 
but you you want to know that there are we want to be reminded that there is good in the world and that you know people are still willing to intervene if if somebody asks for help and that and that kind of like awkward moment if people do ask for help and it's good to know that those people still exist the fda is warning people <clears throat> specifically teenagers not to cook their chicken not to marinate their chicken in nyquil i've seen a lot of trends throughout my life uh, and throughout teaching, you know, we, we all experienced the man bun a few years ago, which we thought was a really dumb trend. And now we've elevated. We've elevated to people dousing their chicken and NyQuil. I don't even know if I have any comments for this story. It's just absolutely insane. I know that this uh, that this has become a trend on TikTok, which the Local Angle podcast will explore TikTok here in the coming weeks dive down that rabbit hole but it just it blows my mind how people come up with these trends like i know that nyquil was a very popular um additive to some drinks you know creating something like lean uh, but it's just it's insane to me to think that people would do this to their food because i mean if you think about it you're burning the chemicals off um, in your home, and that there's no way that could possibly be safe. So, the article that I'm reading from is from the Huffington Post. It goes on to say that the FDA didn't actually cite that any people had gone to the emergency room from chowing down on NyQuil chicken, as it's called. But come on, America, come on, people, you gotta have more common sense than that. That just it. I feel like we're devolving as a species but we can make it through. I promise. I know we can. Last story before we go into music news. The yay apocalypse, I believe, is beginning to settle down. Now, as far as what Kanye has been going through, <clears throat> let me backtrack. Let me start from the beginning. Kanye West is one of the most influential people, still currently, in the entire world. But... It is incredible to, to look back and see where he, where he came from, to see his roots, the roots that he planted, and to have literally watched his empire fall in a span of, well, in a span of weeks, but really, I feel like this has been a long time coming. So, you know, I say that Kanye West is one of the most influential people in the world, and I, I don't think there's any denying that. Whether you love him, whether you hate him, whether you just try to tune him out, or whether he's someone you want to, like, you know, look up on or, or check up on periodically, there's no denying his influence, and there's no denying his influence in the fashion world and in the music world. So in regards to his music, his music is, I mean, he's, he's just this, fin he's, he's a genius, when it comes down to music, he is a genius. When it comes down to fashion, he definitely pushes the bar, I will say that. But the remarks that he made the over the past years, the remarks that he's made over the past years have just, I feel like, have fueled this, uh, this bridge to just collapse. He, he was his own destruction over the past few weeks. So it all started when I believe it was his bank who dropped him first, who said, no more. We've had enough of your comments. Uh, Balenciaga 
dropped him and finally adidas was just like the crushing blow so over the past few years he's made comments like slavery was a choice then a few weeks back i think now even like a few months back i don't know the exact date of the podcast but he goes on a very popular podcast right drink champs is the name of the podcast absolutely incredible podcast with the hosts who sit down with 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 R&B and hip hop legends we're talking everyone from Pharrell to Fat Joe to just i mean these monsters in the music scene and in pop culture especially when it's tied to hip hop and R&B but he goes on to this podcast and he states twice first time he's away from the mic he states that he can go into an Adidas boardroom meeting he can say anti-semitic comments and they won't do anything so the hosts just kind of they absorb the information. They're just listening to him. We all know that Kanye is ill. So they just, they wait. But then to make matters worse, as if that is not horrific enough, he leans into the mic and repeats it slower to really emphasize his point that he can make anti-Semitic comments. And if you know the history of Adidas and how Adidas was founded, you know that that's a very sensitive topic to the company. They're a German-based company. That's enough enough said. Uh, and not to hold that against German people, but obviously they want to tiptoe carefully. They want to walk on eggshells when anti-Semitic comments are being associated with their company. I absolutely agree with what they did. I absolutely agree with the downfall of Kanye. He needed to be pulled down several notches. But one thing that I am worried about is that as a culture, in a year and two years, we will just put a Band-Aid over this and we'll let him back in. There needs to be some kind of recovery process. I don't know what this needs to look like. Maybe he needs to sit down like a, you know, with a celebrity therapist like Dr. Drew. Um, I'm not, you know, obviously this impacted me differently. Um because I'm not directly tied to the situation, but I have been an investor in his company and an investor in his products for several years now. So I'm looking at these products in a new light. You know, I, I always knew that there were mental issues with him, but I was always able to push past it because of my respect for his artistic abilities. And obviously you're not going to hold someone's mental illness against them. But this was deliberate. You 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 can't pin this on on you know uh, not getting the correct medication or, or or something like that. This and this has been ongoing for quite some time, stemming back from him walking into the TMZ offices saying that slavery was a choice. It's just ridiculous, and we see we see something similar happening to Kyrie Irving right now from the Brooklyn Nets, or should I say, you know, former Brooklyn Nets guard Kyrie Irving. So he has been dismissed from the team for sharing uh, supposedly an anti-Semitic video. I'm saying supposedly because I haven't done enough research on the subject. But now, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a bunch of pro-Kyrie and anti-Kyrie, you know, um, sides just clash against one another. And it's <sighs> Kanye was just was was just the preliminary person now i feel like we're going to see you know this 
this wave of just new information come out and new people saying things and, you know, digging things up from people's past. And we, we got to find a way to tackle these things. That's what I'm saying. So the apocalypse has been something really uh, disheartening to watch because I'm, I've, I've been a huge Kanye fan for, for such a long time. And it's, it's, it's hard to watch your idols fall, but then it makes you wonder, should they have ever been your idols at all? In music news, there have been a ton of incredible drops over the past several weeks. So pulling up Spotify right now, I got a list, but I want to get really into some of these releases, starting with my man and who I feel like is an unofficial friend of the podcast, although I've never spoken to him in my entire life, uh, Charlie Crockett. Charlie Crockett. Uh, dropped the man from Waco. It's 15 tracks long, clocking in at 44 minutes. And I got to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, it is an absolute dime of an album. When I say dime, I mean, I am giving it a 10 out of 10. Why? He is one of the few country artists that I will listen to. And I back him up 110%. Charlie is currently touring Europe on the Man from Waco tour. He's got two Austin dates in December, and you best believe I'm going to beg my wife to allow me to go see Charlie Crockett in Austin. Um, all the songs are amazing. It begins with a theme. Uh, it's called the Man from Waco theme, which you do not see in like the type of music that I'm used to listening to. Uh, he's got sad ballads. He's got love ballads. Um, he's got just absolute... like. Ah, what's the word I'm looking for? He's just got these like almost like dance tracks, but like not like EDM or electronic, but just like these real groovy tracks like uh, like Trinity River. And um, it's, it's I'm going to play you some of the album right here. This is a song, uh, a snippet from a song called All the Way from Atlanta. I came here all the way from Atlanta. With nothing but losing to my name. Yeah, definitely check out The Man from Waco. You will absolutely not regret it. Also, uh, a band that has been discussed multiple times, and I promise you we will start to talk about them less, Lorna Shore. Lorna Shore dropped Pain Remains. It is the first full-length album with their vocalist, Will Ramos. I've played his vocals before and have probably terrified you before with these vocals. Uh, October 14th was the drop date of that album. It's 10 tracks long, clocking in at an hour and a minute and oh my god it is a roller coaster so one of the misconceptions about heavy music is there is no emotion behind the music and that it's just it's heavy it's loud it's just someone screaming at you for six seven minutes and oh my god how can you listen to a song that's six or seven minutes long it's not catchy it's not top 40 Lorna Shore provides that emotion that storytelling behind their songs it's a it's a it's a it's a vulnerable album it's so heavy at times that it's almost comedic and what's great is that the band acknowledges that there is this sort of humor behind these super heavy parts because that's what their fans want 
their fans want these face melting breakdowns and just these like absolutely otherworldly screams and Lorna Shore delivers. This is a uh, a snippet from a track called Wrath, which I actually sent to former co-host Vicente Lopez when I was working out because as I'm working out, I'm hearing the song and I'm just laughing at just how mind-numbingly heavy it is. Check out a little snippet of the song. Go warning, warning, it's probably going to get really loud. And music that's a little bit more accessible, we had the 1975 release, their new album. Pulling up that Shinfo right now. Um, Being Funny in a Foreign Language is the new 1975 album. So this is a pop album. So jumping from country to deathcore or whatever you want to call Lorna Shore to, just, it's, it's a straight up pop album. Now, the thing that I love about the 1975 is just how just how fucking catchy they are just you listen to the song and your soul just gets happy you could be having the roughest day you could be having the roughest afternoon the roughest start to your morning you put it on you hear matt's vocals and all of a sudden you're taken to a much lighter place. Songs like Happiness, Part of the Band, Oh Caroline, and I'm in Love With You are are just absolute spirit lifters. That's what I'm going to describe the music as. Um, I'm not going to play snippets of their song because I feel like I'm most likely to be copy uh, copyright stricken if I do play uh, any of their songs, but please check out Being Funny in a Foreign Language. It is an absolutely incredible album. Let's talk real quick. I rated the Charlie Crockett album a 10 out of 10. I'm rating the Laura Shore album a 10 out of 10. I'm rating the 1975 album. I'm going to give it a solid 8.5 out of 10. I love pop music, but it's not something I can listen to every single day. Will I listen to the album? Absolutely. Will I listen to it every day? No, definitely won't. Uh, Brockhampton released the um, the first single from their final album. I believe the final album is called The Family. It is called Big... It's an incredible, incredible single. It definitely gets me nostalgic. It reminds me of when I saw Brockhampton live uh, back in 2017, 2018 in San Antonio with my man Frank. Shouts out to Frank, sir. I hope you're doing well. It's going to be a fun album. It's going to be sad. It, it actually got me excited. I haven't heard a... I'm not going to say I haven't heard a good Brockhampton song, but I haven't heard a Brockhampton song that's actually gotten me excited to listen to Brockhampton in a long time. And I feel like I'm really going to dive down the Brockhampton rabbit hole. If you haven't heard of Brockhampton, it's a collection of rappers and singers and and producers that uh, created this kind of collective and took the world by storm. They were like the next generation of Odd Future, of Tyler, the creator's Odd Future um, all those years ago. And they really took the world they really set the world on fire to be quite honest so check out the song big by brockhampton it's really cool (sighs) lastly last little bit of music news i want to talk about um as far as releases go blink 182 released their um i don't know what you would call it 
their <clears throat> their first single with Tom DeLonge in over oy, in over ten years. It is called edging. You can look up the definition of that word if you don't know what that is. But they're releasing a new album somewhere along the way. They announce their world tour, and well. <sighs> Ticket prices are absolutely insane. So spoiler alert, this is actually the second time that I've recorded this podcast. I was messing with the audio settings in the first one and didn't really like the way it came out. But in that first episode, which you will never hear, I went on the Ticketmaster site and was seeing these ticket prices that were upwards of four to $500. Now, I'm, I'm the last person to put a price on creating a memory, but if you think about it, if you're willing to pay five, six, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars to drive to a city, you know, five, six, seven, eight hours away to see a band for one evening, it's just there's there's something unnerving about that. So Blink is currently adding tour dates to this world tour. Shouts out to Turnstile and the story the story so far who are uh, going to be their uh, their support on this headliner and it's just it's a huge opportunity for them but it it does reflect poorly of the band that Ticketmaster is getting the best out of them so supposedly Ticketmaster has jacked up some of the prices in order to uh, fend off the scalpers who are going to be outside these venues selling their uh, selling their tickets for you know seven eight hundred dollars when Blink reunited the first time, yeah, like ticket prices were expensive, but it was nothing insane. And for some reason, the resale market, just in general, resale on everything has just kind of skyrocketed. So, I mean, we'll, we'll continue to, to monitor the situation and, and see what happens. But it's crazy to think that the band reunited, the fans are excited, and now the fans are literally having to sell a kidney in order to go see Blink-182. Last little bit of music news I want to talk about is the When We Were uh, When You Were Young Fest. So totally butchered the name of that festival. But uh, pulling up a flyer, When You Were Young is essentially like 2006, 2007, 2008 Chris's dream festival. So you had Paramore and My Chemical Romance headlining, which is like every like former emo kid's dream. You had the likes of AFI, Bring Me the Horizon, The Used, Taking Back Sunday, Pierce the Veil, A Day to Remember, All American Rejects, Motionless and White, Atreyu, Jimmy Eat World, We the Kings. I mean, literally... Every band I would listen to when I was angry at my girlfriend my freshman year and every single band I would listen to every time I got, uh, you know, denied in middle school, like all of those bands together in Las Vegas just sounds like a damn good time. But here's the thing. Day one was canceled due to an extreme wind warning issued by the National Weather Service and people began to equate this as being, you know, a, a possible fire fest, but in that, I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it, trigger warning, in that emo community. And as if they needed more ammunition, uh, people were, were already speculating how this festival could even take place. I mean, the, the, these bands, they don't, they don't support. You know, when they go out and they tour, they are the headliners. And yet you have, you know, 30, 40 bands that... W- 
like helped create the the emo music scene in 2000, you know, as early as 2003, 2004, all the way to, you know, um, bands like uh, A Day to Remember who started in 2008, but really got big in like 2011. So you have the early 2000s all the way to, you know, the, the 2010s all convening in Las Vegas, but it happened. And the footage made it look incredible. It's definitely something that I'm jealous that I missed out on. But I know that hard decisions would have had to have been made that day. And I can't imagine having to pick between, you know, my Kim and, and another band, although I'm pretty sure my Kim closed it out. So let's be honest, no band was playing while they were playing. And I missed out on my Kim's reunion tour. Why? Because just like I mentioned with Blink, those resale prices were absolutely insane. So I hope you've enjoyed the news segment of the podcast. Um, I'm, I'm really happy to be back. As you can tell by my voice, I'm still getting over a little bit of a cold or a flu or whatever it is at this point. But uh, I just wanted to take the opportunity, since I am calling this the official end of the quote-unquote season, I wanted to take an opportunity to really talk to you all about the Local Lingua podcast and, and where I'm headed with it. So as you know, I'm a solo host from here on out. Uh, Vicente's definitely going to be back here and there. But what's in store for the Local Lingua podcast? So I'm thinking different segments you know, I mentioned the new mixer, the new equipment that I have, definitely more in-person pods, uh, definitely just really digging our feet deep into the Rio Grande Valley and beginning to, to, to pull out these local businesses, to pull out these influencers and really just shine that light brighter because I feel up to this point, because we're like 17, 18 episodes in, which is insane. I feel like we've done a sufficient job, but I really want to give the Local Lingua Podcast an entirely new meaning, and I really just want to show my appreciation to this place. And backtracking, right? I've told you a little bit about who I am, and if you listen to the episodes, you can pick up on who I am, but in 2008, when I first moved here to the Valley, I hated it. I thought that this town was, I thought that this area was, was too small. I thought that Edinburgh was too small for me. You know, like I wanted to be a big city kid. You know, I, I, I lived in a suburb outside of Columbus and it was just like this big booming suburban area. And then I moved to Edinburgh and everything is flat and there's no skyscrapers and there's no huge buildings and there's, there's palm trees everywhere, which are, which are really, really nice. No knock to those, but I just felt like I needed more. So I spent the entirety of my high school career just absolutely hating the valley. Just like, you know, when people ask, why did you move down here? Oh, well, my dad worked in radio. We ended up moving down here, but I'm not going to stay here that long. And I had an opportunity to get out, but when presented the opportunity to get out, I had already, I realized that I had already restarted, meaning I already moved. I had moved up to that point so many times. I don't know if I was really prepared to start over again. The idea of starting over again was not fun. And, and I loved that challenge of starting over and meeting new people and like reinventing yourself. Real philosophical, right? You can tell why I'm going into, into counseling. But 
the idea of starting over again just wasn't fun. And fast forward to when I entered college, I got into Florida State, which is where I wanted to go, but out-of-state tuition was ridiculous, uh, was ridiculous, was ridiculous. Um, I got into UT, but I didn't want to go to any of those places. I got into USC. I didn't want to go to any of those places. I wanted to stay here. I, I felt like there was something here. And, well, you know, not to sound repetitious, but fa- flash forward to the end of my college career, I met my wife. My son was born in Harlingen. Uh, I consider myself not a Valley native, but, you know, damn close to a Valley native at this point. There's something special here. There is something here that is unique. I want to bring in a, a Valley historian to give us the history of this place because when I'm on vacation, when I'm in San Antonio and Austin, even when, you know, my family went to Florida this summer, after about four, five days, I really began to miss my area. I began to miss my home. And so, look, I'm kind of, I guess, resetting the foundation here. I think I'm doing this more for me than for you, but every once in a while, it's necessary just to reset and recalibrate. So, that's where I'm at. Uh, to end the podcast, I just want to give a shout out to some local businesses and, uh, you know, give a shout out uh, to the local people just absolutely killing it right now. So first off, I want to give a shout out to Reserva Coffee Roasters. Um, I've become a huge fan of Reserva over the past few weeks. So my wife, my son and I, we have this tradition of going out to this restaurant, Sweet Temptations, shouts to them. And then we walk um, a few blocks down to Reserva Coffee Roasters where we get ourselves some local coffee. And it's just absolutely ridiculous, the quality of their stuff. Um, so shouts out to Reserva. I know that they have a few locations. We hit up the location on 10th Street, uh, a little bit south of Dove and we're always getting incredible customer service. Uh, Reserva, hit me up. Let's get something started with a pod. Uh, let's get more coffee roasters. Let's get more coffee businesses on the Local Lingua podcast. Like I mentioned, Sweet Temptations. I did a little bit of research. And when I say research, I actually read the little uh, biography on their, on their menu the last time we were there yesterday. And uh, they opened in 1987. So talk about some history. They've definitely seen some things. But when you're there, there's just this, there's this family atmosphere, this very welcoming atmosphere. The owners now recognize us. So I told my wife that my goal is for us to become regulars with the, uh, with this establishment so that the owners know us by name and we're getting there. I promise, you know, we're giving them our money. They're giving us incredible customer service. What more could you ask for? Uh, and they're giving us you know, that community vibe that we love so much in the Rio Grande Valley. Lastly, last shout out goes out to my best friend and his band, his uh, his new band uh, that has just absolutely been killing it. The band is called Slut Garden. They played two nights ago at Cine El Rey. They have two more shows. They have merch. Um, it's so much fun to see your friends do incredible things. Um, this is a guy that I used to play music with and to see him just go out and just let no one hold him back um, is incredible so jay i'm so proud of you and uh and your members in slut garden let's do a pod together 
and uh let's let's reunite man like let's have some fun let me play your music on the podcast too because i'm sure the listeners will like it so like i mentioned this is the second time i recorded this episode this time sounds a lot better than the first but i appreciate you listening i appreciate all the positivity uh be on the lookout around edinburgh around harlingen for local language stickers uh don't take them because that's my only form of promotion right now uh but i will definitely uh be experimenting with merch in the coming months maybe some shirts maybe some coasters i don't know whatever i can really get my hands on but I, I i thank you i can't thank you enough this is my creative outlet it's something that i'm you know still dipping my toes into even after you know 17 18 19 episodes this is my baby this is my my you know my monstrosity so to say and you know what i love recording i love you know pressing this out to you all and i love when you comment back and you ask me questions and we engage in discourse so thank you so much my name is christopher collins this has been another fun episode of the local lingua podcast and i will see you all very soon peace